0: Yes. Uh, firstly, as THC, we we really applaud uh, the efforts made by the South African government, civil society, and, and and the private sector. Today in South Africa, we've got an estimated number of about 3.7 million people who are on antiretroviral. But our concern is 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 lost on follow-up. Let me give you a typical example in Gauteng only. There are about 778,000 people who were initiated on ARV treatment. About 71,000 of them are reported to be lost on follow up This is a concern because for us, it is, it, it is not about reaching the targets. It is all about the quality of the ART program, of making sure that those who are initiated on treatment remain on treatment and those who are in need of the virus are given ARVs. But... At a national level, there is a good leadership under Minister Aaron Mutwaleed, but when you go to provinces, there is no leadership uh, with regard to uh, quality of healthcare services because... When you go to the facility, at times you, many healthcare users we are, are, are facing a problem of being turned away because there are shortages of medicines. Not only ARVs, but other chronic illnesses and other non-communicable diseases. So that's why, Katie, we are, are saying, before we talk about an end to age, let us talk about how do we fix the broken public healthcare system in our provinces, in facilities, so that the the healthcare system can be able to deliver on the needs of the nation.
1: Do you have any suggestions as to what could be improved upon and how?
0: Firstly, what needs to be done, there needs to be a political commitment and and a political will from those in in government at a provincial level, at a district level, at a facility level. Because, like for instance now, all premiers, all MECs, Across the country yesterday, they were all over the shows penetrating the world. Day. But where are they on daily basis when people are faced with challenges at a facility level? When people are turned away? Because as the country, we have adopted the UNAID status, that's say 90% of people who don't know their status must be tested. Those who are HIV positive, 90% of them must be on treatment. 90% of those who are on treatment, they must be very surprised. But when people go to facilities to do HIV testing at times, you will find out that in a facility there's only one they can send up, and yet outside there are 50 people who want to test. So that's why you are saying, before we move forward, let's put more resources on the public health care system so that the public health care system can be able to, deliver to the people. We don't have enough doctors. We don't have enough nurses. The clinics that access healthcare services in, uh, they are too small, and others, the infrastructure is falling apart. You will go to other clinics, you will find out that the toilets are not, are not working, there is no clean water, there is no electricity. It means that as the country now, instead of talking about core issues that affect the people automatically care about these good reports. When are we going to reflect on the negatives of the program? As the country, everybody talks about the figures of people who are on ARVs. When are we going to be told about the people who are lost on follow-ups? About people who are not adhering to their treatment?
1: And I see you also raise concern about uh, a civil society being taken less and less seriously by government. Why do you believe that is and what sort of impact does that have um, on the fight against HIV and AIDS?
0: One, as, as, as civil society leaders at times, we feel that we are treated by government as 3rd class citizens. Let me give you an example. I sit at the South African National Aid Council, That is SANAC. When I go to those meetings, I feel frustrated because what you will see is that government officials and political leaders will be given 30 minutes to do the presentation for about 50 people. And all these 50 people will be given 10 minutes to comment on a 30-minute presentation. But also, when you go on the grounds, the people who are actually doing the to work on the ground, it is the civil society. And in that process, we don't see governments joining hands with us when we do it door to door. Like, for instance, take one example of yesterday. Yesterday, millions and millions of friends were spent uh, in Daviton in on that World Aid celebration. And the question you must ask yourself. How much was spent there and how much is the gap within the public health sector? Why we, we, we were not able to say as the country, instead of having a World Aid celebration in a stadium, let's do door to door. Let's bring all the resources to the community. We mobilize communities, that We make, we make sure that we make an impact. Instead of spending a lot of money on one gate, instead of investing it within the public health sector.
1: And then uh, yesterday, of course, uh, you held that march, and uh, you uh, were going to give a hand a memorandum over to Deputy President Soro Ramaphosa and uh, Minister Aaron Motsoaledi. Uh, did you actually get to do that? And what were your specific demands? Yes,
0: we we did get the march yesterday, where TAC mobilized about two thousand members of TAC. We handed over a memorandum to the Deputy President, to the Minister of Health, to the Housing Premier. Uh, one of the things that we are saying to the deputy president of the country is that we appreciate his leadership. We know during the Salka conference two days ago, he, uh, he made a call to the premiers and mayors. But that is not enough. What we want the deputy president to do now, because we don't see the premiers taking a lead, except in KZN and, 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 and Houthi. What we want now is the deputy president, we want him to sign a memorandum of understanding with the premiers and the mayors, as to say, as a premier, I am committing myself to take a lead on the Provincial Aid Council because premiers are expected to take a lead in the Provincial Aid Council, but some of them, they are not there. So that's what, that is one of our calls, because what we do not want to see happening, on the current NSP, we have seen that there was a lack of political leadership and a political commitment. So into the new NSP, twenty seven, twenty two, twenty twenty two, 2022, we don't want to carry over that pattern of lack of political leadership. To the Minister of Health, the Minister uh, uh, launched the universal uh, testing rate All what we requested from him, to say, Minister, can you meet with the Treasury, South African National Aid Council and and, and, and the civil society, so that you can come up with a costed plan on universal testing, a plan that you can be able to use to measure the performance of government. That has not happened. Also, we said the majority of the community health care workers, their working conditions are unbearable. They are not different from those people who are working under labor brokers. The Congo care workers are not employed by the department. They are employed by the NGOs, and these NGOs are exploiting them. We have seen what happened in in State, so we are saying, Minister, can we have a policy that speaks? To communal care workers throughout the country, so that we know that communal care workers are recognised as a, as food soldiers who can make a contribution in fixing the broken public health system. To Premier Makura, we rec- we are requesting a meeting with him because we all we all know that in Houten, 36 people died at Lake Afikimene, and there are many people who are lost on follow-up. So we are saying we don't want to see our relations with the Houten government being similar to our relations with the 50th government. So we are requesting Premier Makura to sit with us on the table so that we can discuss about these issues and find a common solution on how to address the problems of the progenital healthcare system in Houghton.